This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out here talking NFL picks each and every week. Best bets from Brady Cannon on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Winning week last week, two and one. Well done. Overall, five and one from our NFL contributors between Brady and Randy McKay. Let's get to it. A Thursday night football and the AFC North and Baltimore hosting Cincinnati. Brady, Baltimore at home here is four. Both of these teams coming off of tough losses at home, we're laying about a touchdown just last Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, of course, on the show, we took advantage of the Texans last week getting past the Cincinnati Bengals. Didn't necessarily expect them to win outright, uh, but we nailed the handicap there. And I'm going to go back to the well and go against the Bengals again. My power ratings in this game came to the Ravens minus 3.5, which is right about where the number is. But when I dove into my first set of stats, I came out with the Ravens minus 12 and a half. And that got my attention. And then I ran the rest of my numbers. And on average, I came out to Baltimore minus eight and a half in this game. And Jimmy, just like we did on the show last week, I talked about how I ran the numbers for the Bengals in recent weeks rather than the entire season, because obviously they've had kind of a split versus the first part of the season and the latter part of the season. And I did that again this week. And Cincinnati still has a lot of issues despite having won four out of their last five games. They're bad in yards per play on both sides of the ball. Uh, They're poor on defense and yards per pass attempt allowed. They're bad on third down defense, and they're not very good in red zone defense either. And now you add some injury problems to the fray with Troy, uh, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard banged up across that defensive line, and then T. Higgins at wide receiver likely out for this game on a short week as well. You know, I think, Jimmy, in any Thursday night game, I typically give the home field an advantage or the home team an advantage because they don't have the travel. It's a short week, what have you. Um, But in this case, I think Baltimore can win this game by margin. And here's something I found, you know, to kind of add fuel to our fire here. The Bengals are 1-23 and straight up playing on the road in night games in the last 25 years. And that includes having lost 13 straight. So just an odd situation there that the Bengals find themselves in. Um, The numbers say uh, it's Baltimore here, and maybe this situation has something to to fuel the fire, like I say, as well. Um, But I think Baltimore gets this one done and bounces back off that loss. I think they're a better team overall. I have them power rated higher. And again, I think this they I think they can win this one by margin, bouncing back off of that loss to Cleveland. 
Yeah, that Cincinnati defense has not been the same. We talked a lot in the previews, the uh, NFL previews, divisional previews, about how you know we were wondering about the both of the safeties. But man, you lose those two guys up front. I mean, that is a big. A big, big loss. Those guys have been so big uh, for that Cincinnati defense uh, over the years. And, yeah, T. Higgins uh, being out. Tyler Boyd had a couple of critical drops last week uh, for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, Jamar Chase is still dealing with that back. That's not 100% uh, right now for the Cincinnati Bengals. Baltimore minus four. And we, you don't have to just – we got enough data points or just enough of a track record – Oh, the Thursday night visitor, visiting team is at a big time disadvantage. I mean, we've the odds makers that's built in. They're adjusting that uh, when they uh, put this uh, these lines out. Get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. You can win up to ten thousand dollars in bonus money. Bet ten dollars at same game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. Let's go to from the AFC North to the NFC North in Chicago, traveling to Detroit. Detroit. Time for the best ATS record in the land. They're a public team to begin with, and now we're driving it up to where they're over a touchdown favorite. Nine-point favorites here against the Divisional Bears. Yeah, of course, it opened up at 10 or 10.5, and I thought that was pretty darn high. And then I adjusted my power ratings, you know, as I do going into each week, and I came out with 8.5 for this game. So that was kind of an initial sign. And then I ran all the numbers, and on average, I come out to Detroit minus three and a half. And while that sounds low, I think nine or 10 definitely seems very high. Uh, remember, Chicago is expecting to get Justin Fields back in this game at quarterback and replacing Tyson Bagent. And I make that about a five or six point adjustment. So, you know, that is part of the deal here for me as well. I think Chicago is vastly improved with Fields in the lineup at uh, quarterback. And then if you just look at the last few weeks, the Lions are last in the league in yards per play on defense and the Bears are fourth. Chicago is really good in defending the run, and they're also very good on offense in the running game, and it gets even better, again, with Justin Fields back in the lineup. The Lions are also 30th in the NFL in red zone defense, and the Bears are fifth in red zone offense. Now, I don't believe the Bears will win this game, but there are some mismatches here in the numbers that you have to pay attention to. Uh, the Bears could certainly win this game off of that mini-buy, having played last Thursday. Um, but I think this will be a competitive game, a one-score game. And nine, for me, is just too many points. And the other factor here, finally, Jimmy, Detroit, as you know, year in and year out, they have their Thanksgiving game on deck. Yeah. Next Thursday, a short week coming up where they will take on the Green Bay Packers. So two straight division games in a row, Detroit on a short week next week. I think it's a good spot for Chicago coming in here with extra rest. Feels officially listed as questionable right now, but uh, with, with all indications that he's going he's gonna to play uh, in this game. And I was, a little, I was wrong on Bajent uh, because – I mean, I thought he, he looked really good in the preseason enough to, you know, earn that number two spot uh, on the roster for the Chicago Bears. And look, you know, okay, thrown out there against Minnesota, good against the Raiders, and it just has not. And he's turned the ball over too. So that that margin has spread, you know, the, the point spread difference between Fields and Bajan. As far as uh, preseason, pre you want you want uh, what that means a whole lot. You never know. You know, looked really bad in preseason. 
How was C.J. Stroud? How's that working out for the Houston <laughs> Texans? So let's get to Monday Night Football and rematch of the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57 on that slick surface out in Arizona. Kansas City now at home in Arrowhead, 3-45.5 and against the Eagles. Unders, 11 in a row primetime, 15 of their last 16. Although the overs for the week won 7-5, but now we're looking at uh, you know twenty five and seven primetime unders. I'm interested, Brady, with the public. The public has jumped on the under train on primetime to that narrative. But then recency bias does it just does that apply here for a Super Bowl that was just up and down the field with these two teams with so much scoring? I'm interested to see how the public comes in on this one. Yeah, I think you make some great points there, Jimmy. I think the public will have a tough time, not only the recency bias with the Super Bowl and seeing all the scoring that was done there, but I think just, you know, the Chiefs and the Eagles, those, you know, are perceived as juggernauts, especially offensively. And I would imagine there's going to be a lot of over money, despite the fact what we've seen on primetime so often this year. Uh, I, I would think it'll go that direction. But, you know, I, I don't know. And, and, and honestly, I, I don't really care for my bet. <laughs> I'm going to go the other way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go under. This was something I saw on Twitter uh, from Evan Abrams, who puts out some great stuff uh, via his research and stats and whatnot. In games where both teams have had eight days of rest or more coming into the same contest, and we saw this happen twice in week 10 with the Jaguars and the 49ers and the Buffalo Bills and the Denver Broncos, both teams coming into a game with eight days of rest or more, the under, the game has stayed under the total 101 47 and 1 since 2018 that's 68% since 2018 and just this season it's been 25 and 5 that's 83% in that situation where both teams come in having rest and then you add the primetime factor to it like you just alluded to 78% of primetime games have stayed under the total and on Monday night alone 11 and 1 to the under and while these trends are very powerful, and, and that's certainly part of the reason for my play here, I think, you know, when you deal with trends, you have to ask yourself if it makes sense. And I think it does make sense. When teams come off of a lot of rest like that, maybe it takes a minute for them to kind of get into a rhythm offensively. The defense may have an advantage early on in a contest, kind of like early in the season. We sometimes figure defense has an advantage over the offense as they try and get in sync. Yeah. And we might see that here in this game. You've also got a rematch of the Super Bowl like we talk about. Maybe there'll be a little bit of a feeling out period between these two teams uh, before they get started. If they get off to a slow start in the first quarter, that certainly helps our cause staying under the total here. And then you also look at the differences in the strengths and weaknesses of this team or these two teams. Kansas City, of course, has been stagnant on offense this year, more so, much more so than we've seen in years past. And Philadelphia has been good on offense, but they certainly have holes on defense, while Kansas City's been very good on defense. So you've got a Philadelphia offense going up against a very good KC defense, and will Kansas City's sputtering offense being able be able to take advantage of a defense that has some holes on the other side? So the matchup itself 
presents questions about this game being able to go over the total as well. So I, I'm going to play the under here and uh, figure that this trend, these trends continues of rest and prime time and what have you, and this game stays under 45 and a half. Uh, well, here are the early numbers on Bet Rivers from my buddy Troy Macker from the desk of him. And 75% of the tickets on the total of this game are on the over. 69% oh, 69% wow. of the money is on the under. So, ah. we know how that goes usually the more serious uh the more serious players are playing the under, the more casual lower tickets are on the over. So, kind of kind of uh a, a little bit what have I expected? Look, we got a lot of opportunity to bet it before Monday night uh, on this game, so we will see. Winning week last week, let's keep it going. Great week for us here on Sports Better's Paradise in the NFL. Let's keep it going. For Brady Cannon, I'm Jimmy Odd on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.